Zach Bartles. Zach, what's going on, man? I, you know what I did last night? What did you do last I went, night? I went and saw the uh, Avengers Endgame. Look how my answering the beginning banter question got us right into our topic. That's right. You are ready yeah. to assemble. Before you know we assemble, though, what's that? You know that? what else I did? I, I anticipated getting on a podcast to talk about it with you and <laughs> 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 at 8.30 in the morning, it is... <laughs> n- I'm just slowly stealing your whole your whole job here. That's right, that's right. Um, but, dude, we had... Uh... Is it always like this? <laughs> you don't listen? <laughs> I was going to say, I know it's always like this. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, th- this podcast, um, can I can safely say, is brought to our viewers. We have a three-way sponsorship going on here with... Phantom Galaxy Podcast, Nathan Bartleball. Nathan, what's going on, man? I'm here. I'm awake. Yes, I know, right? I have a black hole in my own schedule where three and a half hours disappeared in a snap. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and going to see Infinity War. And then that was at 6 p.m. Yep. I left there around 9.30 p.m. and then went to this late night gaming event, which I got out of at 4.30 <laughs> And so now I'm here. So we'll see how coherent all of this is. That's right. Well, you know, we're talking we're talking about uh, Endgame, obviously, as we've said. And so, uh, really, how coherent does it need to be? Um, and then, of course, uh, our Zach Bartles, who uh, does his shtick with Mister Ted Cluck on Gut Check Podcast. And I then I appreciate it being called shtick. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that we seems like you're throwing some schlock. schlock. <laughs> he does that thing over on that thing. Oh man. And then, uh, and then of course, uh, these go to 11. So we're, uh, we're kind of, uh, having a meeting of the podcasts here, uh, to talk about this movie. And so, uh, super excited gang pod. Um, Guys, I got to ask you, um, you know, before we dive into what is going to be, I'm sure, a fantastic podcast. I got to ask you, how did you handle the time of that over three hours um, with not going to the bathroom? Or did you just improvise and like use your cup or a catheter or a diet? Like, what was your <laughs> means of overcoming that huge time frame? <laughs> I was going to say colostomy bag. Yeah. <laughs> I think we. If you can't go three hours without doing that, you're uh, you're in trouble. Yeah, you leave a little bit of time. You don't go for the full baby waiting pool of soda. You know, I think it's really okay. I had Dude, no issues. I, I took. I, I always have to. I, 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 you know, I didn't need a colostomy bag uh, on account of uh, I'm not ill or anything. But uh, <laughs> I I took. A, the biggest drink you could get, as always, because for me, half of going to the movies is spending my life savings on snacks. <laughs> and I had read an article on, I don't know, Vulture or something or Vice or one of these websites. And it said, uh, if you're going to go, go either during or after the scene where the Hulk is eating lunch. Yeah. And like the next 48 minutes after the Hulk ate lunch, actually, I wouldn't have missed anything if I had gone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, actually, that's um, that's exactly what I did. I, I'm like you, Zach. When I go to the theater, I, I get a drink. It's the largest drink I can get. Um, and, of course, uh, we go to see previews, see what's coming out. And so, you know, half that sucker was gone by the time the movie even started. And uh, my wife turns to me and she's like, 
So if you need to go, now's the time to go. And I'm like, okay. And I just, I did. Ducked out of the theater, went to the bathroom, came back in. So, <laughs> in, other words, in other words, your wife was like, Nathan, do you need to go potty? Right, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> the checklist. Okay, are you hungry? Right, that's are right. <laughs> sleepy? To, hold on. She puts a Kleenex up to his nose. Blow. Yeah. Blow. Oh, man. Here's your post-it note in case you get lost. That's right. <laughs> I live at. Yes, right. <laughs> Just go show it to anyone with a badge. That's yes. right. <laughs> Don't talk to strangers. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, dude. So, um, guys, I am curious. What was uh, your initial impression uh just leaving the theater just um your like emotional state when you when you left the theater last night after after this uh epically long movie and and i'll just caveat that and say yes it's it's epically long but it does not feel epically long but um what was your initial impression zach we'll go ahead and uh, shoot it to you first uh three words man good not great Mm -hmm. okay nathan uh, I, I would go with mostly great. Okay. Uh, of course I, I anticipated being on the other side of this because and Sackett's just referenced that he thinks there's 45 minutes of movie you could sit out. Yeah. 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 So, um, I am always in favor sometimes of letting things breathe a little, which usually doesn't happen in Marvel movies, particularly a movie with this many characters. Uh-huh. So. Okay, cool. Fair enough. Um, I am, I thought that. Uh, this was walking out, just thinking about it. It was the moments in this movie and and there were several key moments in this movie that it was everything I wanted it to be and more. Um, But there were definitely some parts where I was like, uh, and and I'll admit for me, it was more uh, creative director choices in those things. But um, you know, I mean, I think that's all part of watching a movie and what you would prefer to see and not see. Um, so I, I would kind of tend to agree with you, Zach. I thought it was good, but not great. And let, let me just get the nerd thing out of the way right away. Mm-hmm. If you want a far better story about Thanos and the infinity stones and all of the earth's heroes assembling to fight him and getting killed by him, uh, get the original infinity gauntlet comics because they're way better. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that's not the story they were telling. They were telling an Avengers story, and I'm not going to fault them for not making the movie they didn't make. So it, it could – I mean it, it did have it, it did have good – great potential. The first one I thought was better. Mm-hmm. It, most of the time when something's left wide open, like it's going to be huge, and then you anticipate, I am a little bit let down. So maybe it's more me and my high expectations. Okay. But can I, can I take a minute and throw a theory at you guys? Sure. A, the thing did not have to be three hours long. Mm-hmm. But the reason it was was because it was essentially three movies. Like you had an hour-long, really, really awesome Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. You had an hour of really, really funny Avengers parody, mm-hmm. like something you might have seen on How It Should Have Ended or something. Yep. And then you had an hour of like clip show, like, you know, like the 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 hour like before the last Seinfeld when they just showed you all the best bits. Yeah. And then – and then the last Seinfeld when they just rehashed all the best bits, you know, for you to like <laughs> right. look at again. And then and then they they crammed them all together. And dude, I got out of there and I said to, to my wife, I'm like, that was like uh, form criticism. And she was like, man, you are a nerd. What does that mean? And I was like, in the Bible, 
people who study the Bible, they like think in the, the Pentateuch, the first five books, that you can look at each verse and decide which of four sources, J-E-P-D, put that there. And, and they're so just like stamped with the, the fingerprints of that community that you can tell which came from which. And I could totally like see the committee that wrote this screenplay. And mm. each scene, I'm like, okay, this is the same scene as that. Like there was a Ragnarok movie crammed in with like the, the saddest uh, aspect of the Thor movies. And like it, it, it didn't – it tried to do everything. Mm-hmm. And that's I think why it wound up feeling not amazing to me. Um, what do you think of that? Nathan? Well, first off, addressing the length that it didn't it didn't need to be three hours, it felt – you did feel the length, I think. I don't necessarily know in a negative way, but it did feel like you were wa- – I felt like I watched a miniseries like, mm-hmm. during that entire time. The whole sort of you can tell that this has been committee-sanctioned kind of piecemeal or it like falls in these very specific templates like this is what we should do or this is the screenwriting rule. I feel like most of the Marvel movies are, you know, forgive me, assembled that way. Anyway, <laughs> not in a bad way per se, but you can look and see this is what they're doing here. This is the piece that's going on. And particularly with Endgame, I guess, so Nathan, I don't think you announced it yet, but are we going to do full spoilers here? I assume. Uh, yeah, why don't we go ahead and say okay. that? Yeah, I don't um, – you were saying before we went on, uh, Nathan Bartleball, that um, I don't think we can talk about this movie without full spoilers. And I agree. I think, I think we do. So, yes, we will be doing full spoilers. So if you – um, are not interested in that, you can go ahead and stop that now. Um, and then once you see the movie, come back and join us and see if you agree with our thoughts or not. So the clip show aspect, I think, is right on. You know, where they have, this is a very special episode of, you know, whatever. <laughs> I know the Simpsons even did that one time. And like, we don't need to do a clip show, but here you go right. anyway. And in, in doing that, you know, the, the reason the TV shows did it was, oh, we need a break. You know, we need some filler episode we can throw out there for you. Why Seinfeld did it, who knows. But... The the structure of this was like they wanted to uh, they Azkaban it from a storytelling perspective. It's like so, what can we do? We can't undo everything, but we're gonna go to a time travel. You know, when we get mm-hmm. stuck there, it's like, what do we do? We'll time travel. And the structure of the movie was sort of like that, you know. But I felt even like you could look at the first Avengers movie that way, where the minute they brought like Joss Whedon on, it started to feel like the Avengers movies were like an entire season of a television show encapsulated in a single movie running time. Mm-hmm. You know, to have uh. the first half of the season where we introduce the villain and then the middle half is where everyone's arguing and bickering and they've got their own interpersonal dramas. And then the last half is going to be the big lead up to the finale, but condensed. And after that movie, every big movie like that, half half because Whedon was on most of those mm-hmm. movies, uh, felt like that. And it's gotten to this point where it basically almost is the length of an actual like you know you've got your cliffhanger you come back from the break and you've got the the second part and then there's a third part to wrap it all up and it's basically that long now in Mm -hmm. terms of movie to go back to the statement zach you made about a better story being in the comics with the infinity war you know i do agree um to some to some extent because i remember and those stories are still pretty vivid to me uh, what was done in the comic books? Now it probably would have been. E- it cost even more to make than it was there because when the, all the superheroes are fighting, it gets really crazy and weird. And mm-hmm. so, would, I mean, I think Wolverine has his bones snapped out of his body. He's like, flopping like, around. Yeah, on the right. Ground. He's he's like he jams his claws in him. I think at that point the Hulk is like Professor Hulk, like the Hulk all the time and mm-hmm. Banner all the time. And I think he shrinks him down and sends him back to Earth, where mm-hmm. he gives the Abomination a bunch of climbs up in the Abomination's ear and just like 
talks him out of whatever he's trying to do. So there's so much weird stuff going on that it would have some of it would have come off silly. So I understand that they've created this universe where there's a modicum of realism that they have to revert to. But I did think it was an odd choice right off the bat to realize, oh, they're going to go back. This is going to be like a victory lap through their greatest hits. Mm-hmm. That being said, it felt less like the clip show, like in a negative way to me. And it felt more like I was watching like, you know, that Star Trek movie that we go to save the whales or something <laughs> like it. It's structure and feel of it felt much closer to like an old Star Trek movie, like the the original series movies that mm-hmm. landed in the 80s or something of that nature than it did up until the last third of the movie. It had that feeling of something that was trying to give some time for the characters to breathe and interact with each other. And you're right. They're clearly checking off the comedy boxes. They were trying to bring every character movie's identity in. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that felt a little frayed, particularly you get to some of Thor's stuff. It was funny. But it also kind of clashed against some of the darker things going on. Like Hawkeye is like murdering people, straight up murdering people in this Punisher style way. And then Thor is like screaming at some kid on Fortnite. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I, um, you know, I, I actually I enjoyed seeing some of the parallel things that were going on when they went back in time. It was interesting seeing. Um, you know, the former uh, Sorcerer Supreme come in in a different role and like that level of understanding that, um, hey, I'm not just going to give you, you know, the the stone that you're asking for. Um, we're we're going to talk about this and I'm going to force you to sit down and talk about this. Um, and, and then coming to, you know, that level of understanding. So I enjoyed seeing that parallel go on while the battle um, for New York was going on. I thought it was interesting to see, you know, the parallel of what happened you know, in terms of taking Loki into custody after the battle in New York went on. And, you know, we know that these things are going on. So this is where you're going to be able to get this and this. And it's not it wasn't a clean break. And, um, you know, my wife and I were talking afterwards. And one of the things that she liked was it it left it open for um, Loki to be alive now um, where, you know, he had clearly uh, died, you know, being able to take the the stone and jump into um, the wormhole and get out of there, you know, we don't know what's gone on with him now. Um, and so she was like, you know, I like that because he was a good character. I don't know if he's alive or not, but it's fun to think that he might be. Um, and so um, I think he's got a show on Disney. So, yeah. <laughs> So he's we'll going to be someone. Something. But doesn't Black Widow have a show on Disney too? We can get to that. Everybody <laughs> has a show on the Disney streaming yeah. service. And then no, Ooh, Black Widow's got a legit movie coming out. Oh, okay. Nice, nice. She's super dead though. Right. Uh, well, no coming back for her. Not even with a not even with a snap. Awesome. Well, yeah, but so. <laughs> well, I guess we have to tackle one thing at a time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we get let back. Me Mention something about the the parallel timelines. My favorite moment, mm-hmm. I, I thought that the Cap fighting himself was a little corny, mm-hmm. but they did it so well yeah. that I, I I was looking for seams and stuff like that, and there were there were none to be found. I mean, it was it was crazy. But my favorite moment was when he just leaned over and and whispered, "Hail Hydra." Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and which also is a reference, like a in to what's reference happened to in the a, comics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The whole, that whole thing was just like, oh, beautiful. Yeah. And, and like all of the – I mean even though they mishmashed together, the comedy in my mind was the best part of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. The the Thor stuff, granted once you say, okay, he's he's like a big fat schlub now, he's going to have to be that in the serious yes. scenes. Right. Things up. 
Um, but uh, like, like the, I like he still the, has his gut when they go into battle. Like he just yeah. doesn't get the abs back. Right. Thor is sort of like trogging <laughs> through the battlefield with yeah. Like when he had the um, the glove on, he Tony could have given him his abs back if he would have been thinking about it. You know, he's no, he needs to work for that. He needs to. But but there was something really funny with the whole Back to the Future. Oh yeah, uh, you know, like all all of that pop culture analysis, I thought was so perfect. Yeah, and and they they're talking, about, and I wouldn't have wanted it, like that stuff to wind up on the cutting room floor to make it two hours and ten minutes because it really was it really was. Uh, it's pretty, you know, the more I talk about it, the more I like it. <laughs> right. And that happens sometimes in the movie. It ages well yeah. uh, over the next 12 hours as you process it. Yeah, yeah. You, well, it's longer, too. So, you know, with three hours, you need just a couple <laughs> extra hours of processing time. It's like it's running through the uh... – and I think the issue – when it comes into, like, all we're talking about here about, like, that – I liked the going back in time. Because mm-hmm. you're sitting there thinking, what are they going to do? How are they going to handle this? And they're, they have a different – answer for it in the comics but part of that's because once all the heroes are wiped out you've got this second guard of adam warlock and all these characters of silver Mm -hmm. surfer and uh so you've got like tier two it's like once stannis is cleared through all our standard heroes you got this second level that right they didn't it would have made sense to go into that because i think the issue is if this were happening, like if the Infinity War had happened somewhere in the middle of this entire Marvel, mm-hmm. this first big series, then they might have been more committed to making maybe the kind of movie we expected where I'm going in and I want to see a sequel to resolving the storyline that was right. part of Infinity War. But that's not really what this – I don't think first and foremost they were like, we're going to use this to close out this first chapter right. of the Marvel Universe. So this has got to be a, a goodbye, a swan song for some of these characters. And so we got to make it that. First right. and foremost, which was, if you think about it from that perspective, doing the victory lap to some of their older movies maybe wasn't a bad idea. You know, mm-hmm. it allows us to kind of, from a different vantage point, these characters get to look at who they were in the context of when these things happen. We get to see that too. And I, in some cases, I think it made them feel like stronger characters. A problem I have when you go into the last movie uh, in a big epic like this is that they, that they almost forget about who the characters were. So we're just, we're wrapping up and getting from point A to point B. I mm-hmm. mean, even movies that we might enjoy, like you look at like the last, like if you go back to like Return of the Jedi, like Han Solo does next to nothing mm-hmm. in that movie. It's obvious that that's the case, but you see some of where he was headed in those first two movies. And you're like, I, if I cared anything about Han Solo, I might feel a little disappointed because he's running around the forest and Ewoks and he's mad that Luke might be kissing Leia, you know? It's those sorts of things that are happening, and they lose sight of him. I mean, even you get to, like, Return of the King, there are certain characters in there because it's different than what Tolkien wrote, where Mm -hmm. you're sort of like, wow, I would have liked a little more of this or that, and we're just getting snippets. Mm -hmm. I think with this, they really were able to give most of these characters some big moments where the Marvel Cinematic Universe version of them expanded for us Mm -hmm. as opposed to didn't. Some of what they were doing with Black Widow was like, oh, before I was like, how could I watch a whole movie of her mm-hmm. character. And I feel like they were moving towards a place where I felt like, oh, I could do that. Oh, never mind. Right. <laughs> She's dead. <laughs> it would just be her laying at the bottom of that, like, ravine, right. man. That's the whole movie. You know, I, I felt like, though, even though that was a bit of the strength, I also, I think there was a lot of real sloppy kind of uh, manipulation for unearned uh, tears and cheers. Like, literally, in my – we went – you know, it was opening night. The, the theater was packed. And as, like, 
you know, you get the moment like at the end of the two towers when uh, all is lost, and then there's a bright light, and then there's a huge army here to help us. Right. And it's everyone we haven't seen and we've wanted to see, and everyone started clapping. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And then literally like eight to ten more times during the rest of the movie, people like clapped spontaneously. <laughs> yeah. And I'm yeah. like, you know, they're not here, right? They're they can't. Right. This, this, um, and then at the end, of course, as well, people were, were clapping, but like I, a lot of the, when I, that's the stuff I analyzed later. Yeah. Um, the stuff that made people cry and then the stuff that made people clap. Right. And a lot of that from a story perspective made very little sense. I mean, yeah. Wh- why did everyone wait, um, until everyone was ready in order to come and attack all at once? Like, like Pepper didn't die. Right. How come she was part of that group that like portaled in? How did she hook up with them? Right. Was it like okay, most of us are ready to go and we could go help now, but it's impolite. Like you have to wait till everyone has their dessert before you start to eat. We're You're not pulling threads. Gonna... We're about to have a big pile of yarn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, you that kind of stuff though. If you, I mean, I don't want to get way down in the, the the weeds, but like that moment has to have some something that makes sense behind it. Right. And yeah, it was a cool moment. I mean, it, it, that's like. Captain America saying Avengers assemble. I mean, it's a battlefield. No one can hear him. Only the audience can hear him. <laughs> we want him to say it, but it means nothing as far as a rallying cry goes. I don't know. Maybe just for him, just like kind of say it to himself was a reminder that, you know, they couldn't be beat or something. <laughs> but that wasn't as big logistically as like how and, and like stuff stuff at the end. Yeah. This is another thread. And I and I know I left the other one unaddressed. How the crap is the guy in the chair? Uh, I, I don't remember his name. The guy they ripped off from the Miles Morales comics, uh, still like in school five years later. He, oh you, yeah, yeah, he is in high school. Thought? That's a legitimate. I saw that too, and I was like, he looks exactly the same. Yeah, and in, unless they're in college and he's got some sort of deficiency, uh, <laughs> but because because they address that with Ant Man, you know, he shows up and his daughter is now adult and grown. Right. So, realistically peter parker should should show up i mean but you see in the trailers of the new homecoming movie which i assume seems to be clearly set after uh the events of the infinity war you know all his people are still of the same age you know five years in high school some of these kids turn into mutants or you know giants or you know they should look different than they do so yeah that that was the moment that got me in terms of like seeing him because i think they just left that out but mm-hmm. you see him come up and hug him, and it, and it's too. It's like he didn't realize until the moment he walked into school, right? That he's there. Uh, that was that's kind of the trade off when you start trying to show here's the greater world and how it's impacted. Yeah. So, and some of that stuff is just left. Uh, but it's interesting stuff to think about. So in the yeah. beginning, you have Captain America who he's at that like almost like that support group meeting, and I right. can't tell if he set that up. Or he's just there himself as part of the support group, <laughs> and it would be a support group for the whole world's population. Right. So are, only like nine people are, are there. Are right. all of right? So are all of well, you know, half there. You would normally have been eighteen, but so are are all the Avengers responsible for having those groups? Like you know, it's like it's like <laughs> everyone's group this week. Well, that and two, and he's almost got this attitude of like, suck it up. I was in the ice, and everyone I already love is dead. So now you know how it feels, and but. <laughs> You know, there there's a moment where I know they're trying to have Kev Cap look like he's forthright and stoic and he's always set 
on this one single goal, but he comes off looking aloof and smug a lot. I think as a as a as a result, occasionally, yeah, Chris Evans pulls it off, but sometimes you're like, "Cap, you kind of a jerk." Sometimes. Well, it's interesting that you say that because um, my my wife and I were talking about this last night, and that's one of the issues I had with his ending story arc because um, you know he he goes back <laughs> and he's right. like. He lives this life and, you know, Sam comes up to him and he's got a wedding ring on. He's like, you want to tell me about her? And he just kind of looks at him. He's like, no. And to me, that would have been a great ending. But then they actually take you back in time and show you and he's with Peggy. And so to me, I'm supposed to believe now that like he knows she's lived this life and she had this family and he's gone back and basically taken that away from her. Which well, right? What happens? Don't mess with the past, right? Uh, so he he's fine doing that. But by the way, guys, I'm not going to let you know that uh, Shield is infiltrated by Hydra, right? <laughs> so yeah, this was on my to do list. Even based on their rules, like you're you're like that can't be his new future, right? It's a different timeline, right? I right. Don't know. Well, this their is, time travel is... is more messed up than you know. Back like, to the uh, future. I say Bill and Ted has more. <laughs> yeah integrity in its time travel storyline <laughs> i thought that whole thing obviously they needed to pass the mantle to sam which i'm super stoked for i yeah. really like um, that a lot I like because that. i was I, thinking let it not be the winter soldier i mean yeah <laughs> well and in the comics wasn't it didn't it it is bucky yeah yeah so the, but at one point i remember there being a black captain america like when that was the thing when everyone everyone was like um you know let's how can i shock the world in the 90s and look righteous doing it yeah, right yeah I don't remember who it's Sam or not, but what a perfect choice! That dude, that dude is awesome and so much charisma. Yeah, yeah. And wait, uh, that's the thing. The, the Sebastian Stan is, but he's just like, is he just gonna like look at me with puppy dog eyes for the entirety of the captain? I don't Although need a shield. Actually, I have these eyes. He's actually like got the soldier serum, whereas uh, Anthony Mackie's character is basically like, I'm the only guy handsomer than Chris Evans, but I can't fight my way out. <laughs> but of now he's back. Captain America plus flying, so you know it's like a. <laughs> right, and he, and he can stab people with his wings apparently now which is kind of cool that was baller <laughs> right but about uh, that captain america ending like i felt like that was I mean, that, I mean that movie had more endings than return of the freaking king man yeah it, just it like, did again more and that obviously what they were trying to do was set it up for passing the torch i don't know why they couldn't have just done it i mean like we already had seen one guy die then right. they're like, all of a sudden, this other guy's old. I had this feeling because he was kind of like diminutive. I'm like, is it going to somehow be like, oops, it's it's the like unmuscled version of him? And how right. are you gonna I thought that? it was going to walk over there and realize it was just like a commemorative statue, like Captain yeah. America <laughs> sitting on a bench, park bench, and it's like, like, here, he's dead. Because I, I thought they might have seen his great. I thought they were looking at a statue or something. Like when they stopped, like before they show it, like, oh, they're going to walk over and realize that he lived his life and he did these things. And that was like, what is that? <laughs> it's, it's moving. CGI. Yeah. <laughs> His voice. He was like, how do I do an old man voice? Uh, oh, this is it. Okay. And I'm like, no, you, you'd sound like present day Chris Evans, like with a cold. <laughs> It was it was better than the like end of like Saving Private Ryan with some random old man who doesn't like Matt Damon in the least. And he's like, <laughs> you just happen to remember this? Uh, let me ask Good you. Hold oh, on a minute, you guys. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to relocate on account of the 
gentlemen who are power washing the deck next door keep getting closer and louder. And we still so can't I'm, hear I'm, him. I'm listening. I, I can't. You might just hear me uh, huffing up some stairs, okay. uh, like Greg Dutcher <laughs> style. <laughs> Could be, except he's not actually walking upstairs. <laughs> right. uh, he's just typing. <laughs> hey, if you're not going to show up for our podcast, just finish the sandwich. Popcorn, we're going to mock you. That's right. <laughs> Oh, Do you know man. what runs through these veins? Cheese whiz. <laughs> 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 let me um, let me ask you guys um, what you uh, what you thought about um, Tony Stark's uh, funeral scene um, in in that because I, I mean I'll just say right out I was actually I was disappointed I felt like okay he's the guy who kind of started it all but I feel like there were other characters in movies. Um, that came out that were uh, much stronger. Um, and so I, for me, I would have liked to have seen almost a montage of the people that were lost and in a memorial of the people that were lost and not just Tony. Um, I felt like it just took the 22 movies and it was like, oh, this was all about Tony Stark and Robert Downey Jr. And so we're going to end this thing like that um, where, you know, you had several uh, you know, important people who were lost along the way. Um, what were your guys' thoughts on that? I thought they should have at least included Natasha in that. So in the terms of the characters, mm-hmm. the only, I guess if you really think about it, by the time everybody's back, most of the main heroes mm-hmm. didn't actually die. You know, we have people like Loki and stuff, but A, he's a villain, he tried mm-hmm. to destroy Earth, and no one maybe knows or cares that that happened anyway. And... Outside of that, you really have Vision, mm-hmm. who they don't really address at all, except for that bit with uh, Black, you know, with right. the uh, Scarlet Witch, you know, making mention of it. Right. And, uh, you know, I, the other thing, though, is the whole – this is where that bit between the whole world knows – we all know those heroes are there. So when everyone comes back, who does get the credit? Does anyone mention, all oh, these guys did this? Or mm-hmm. And I guess we don't necessarily need to know that. It's like, again, you go back to the whole um, – issue where they're having the support groups what happens five years goes by and nothing else changes but they come back what happens you come back and you're like don't worry we got a new dad <laughs> or right. we got a new we got a new husband what happens you go back home and you don't have a family anymore right like, yeah. i guess it's a sitcom at that point you have two dads now but all those things have just left to the side tony sparks tony stark's like funeral isn't something that's televised you know you're looking like this when superman dies the entire world has like a right. vigil or something for him i didn't necessarily mind the way they did it, but it was odd that, you know, there was a big deal made about him coming out as Iron Man, like to the world, and everyone knows about these heroes, and we had those scenes, that there's not some sort of a seeming acknowledgement that they played a part in this, or mm-hmm. that they didn't play a part. You know, well, we can never tell the world that this happened. I don't know. Right. I, I, I thought it was a good uh, bookend, you know, inclusio kind of thing, because it all started with Iron Man. I, I still think Iron Man won. Probably tied with Winter Soldiers, the best of the movies. I loved having Favreau pop back in. You know, he really kind of conceived of the whole thing mm-hmm. uh, early on. Uh, I, I, I didn't know. My wife had to call it that that Rando at the funeral was the kid from Iron Man 3. I didn't um, know. I was wondering who that oh, was, yeah. too. Um, so you guys may know this because I don't really watch, like, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Is Coulson still around? Oh, I have no idea. He seemed like apparently he came back from the dead, but he he was not around. He for did this. come back from the dead. I saw like the first season. Like he at one point, like uh, Nick Fury actually 
you know, does a guest appearance on like the first or second uh, season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which happened right around Winter Soldier. So mm -hmm. the, the re revelation of Hydra happens like in the middle of that season. So they have to tie it into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And so as far as I know, I haven't seen the recent seasons that Coulson was there. He seemed like an odd, uh, you know, if he's around and that they are moving these things into TV shows, he seems like an odd uh, person to be absent, you know, yeah. from that. Like, all things considered. Particularly, they make such a big deal about him. You know, he's the, if you think about it, he's the main death from the first Avengers movie. Right. You know, like, who? Right. Stuck? What about him? Yeah. What was um, let me ask you guys? What was your um, favorite uh, scene or favorite moment from uh, the movie? The one that just kind of sticks with you in, in, in over and over again. Over the last uh, few hours, anyway. Since, yeah. As you've been, <laughs> yeah, as you, yeah, as you're as you're kind of processing it. <laughs> Absolutely, the best moment is uh, um, perhaps I was a little too hard on you. Slash, what did you do? I went for the head. Yeah. yeah, it was great. <laughs> oh, that was that was wonderful. I thought maybe in keeping with um, the comics, we were going to not have any more Thanos. We were going to have Gamora. I mean, not entirely keeping with the comics, but the kind of a shift to somehow Gamora kind of getting the the stones as they. You mean Nebula? Them. No, yeah, not Gamora. Ne Nebula, yeah, good, great. Mm. Nebula, who in the comics is like basically turned into like ribbons and then like turned like like rotting and you know like yeah, it's the way far she, more he, gruesome and like sadistic yeah. what he it means it was bad what he did to right. her in the movies but it's it's worse and it's almost just for the for the sake of doing it he's just like yeah to impress death yeah but, yeah. but then in the comics though when she becomes like full-on okay again she has the standard thanos chin which i thought was a big problem in the movie she lacked the family chin hmm <laughs> she also looks like a patchwork quilt, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all things considered. Uh, Nathan, what about you? I liked a lot, and so I guess I should qualify why I, you know, I thought it was great versus not good. And one of the things that Nathan knows, I've, and I guess this is from the the critic perspective, is I always, uh, you know, I'd always balk at some of the Marvel movies. I like them, but it's like. I want a little more character development. And granted, I agree, Zach, that if you look at it from a story writing or a writer-creator perspective, you can see how some of these things are, oh, we need this. It's contrived. It doesn't always feel organic. But I really did enjoy being able to spend some of the time with the characters. And there was a lot of stuff I liked. Um, like you said, with three hours, they packed it full of things. One of the things I did enjoy with some of the writing is that they would give you the big moment, and sometimes the little thing that came after the moment mm. would be the thing that really like cinched it for me. For example... When Captain America grabs Mjolnir, you know, everybody mm -hmm. kind of wanted to see that. And it was, I thought the way they structured it was cool because you see the hammer lift up and like it's Thor like using the force. What's right. going on here? And is he going to get his mojo back? Because at the same time, and it was funny that we had fat, what do you call him, Lebowski at one point? Right, yeah. <laughs> we had fat drunk. He's like, off to the left, Lebowski. And you had fat drunk Thor. But if you think about his story arc, that actually was kind of sad. So the moment where he sees his mother... I right. didn't think, you know, it felt legitimate and earned and it worked for me. And he's like, oh, I guess I still am worthy. So when the, the hammer lifts up, you're like, are we going to get him confident Thor the way he was when he had Stormbringer at the end of the original, right. uh, the last movie? And then when you realize someone's hit him with it, you kind of instantly are like, oh, it's Captain America. And of course, like you said, Zach, people cheering in the theater and it's like, we're not at the theater, you know, right. who are you cheering? But he grabs the hammer 
and that's the big moment everyone claps. But I liked when when Thor goes, I always knew it. Yeah. <laughs> because Thor sat Civil War out. You know, we never knew where he would have fallen on that Tony right. cap, uh, you know, divide. So it was kind of, I liked that moment when he says, I always knew it better. It was more, you know, to me than him actually grabbing the hammer. Mm-hmm. And it was cool to see him then fight Thanos because... Zach, you may remember in the comics, like when that moment comes, Captain America is like literally the last guy standing, but it's almost by mm-hmm, default. Yeah. Everyone else rushes in. Thanos has him like the ground has grabbed his legs, so Captain America can't do anything but wait for Thanos to punch him in the head and kill him. <laughs> he does nothing. And their whole their whole game is that Silver Surfer's like on the other side of the galaxy. He's gonna fly past Thanos when he raises his hand to punch Captain America and grab the jewels, and he like misses by half a second. <laughs> so it just ends with Thanos breaking Captain America's neck, and then that's yeah, when they move into Phase dark. Two. So yeah, yeah. So it was nice to see him actually like have some like a big battle going yeah. on there. Yeah. Someone explained to me why the crap Cap all of a sudden can summon and use these these thor weapons i mean like when when they had the funny scene where everyone's trying to lift it and uh caps is, gets the closest and it makes thor nervous he gets it like a centimeter off the ground it like yeah it yeah. seems to move or nudge a yeah. little bit yeah i felt like that was completely out of left field i'm like why on earth does he all of a sudden and my wife's like oh no it means he's worthy i'm like yeah but i mean what they're all heroes why why does he randomly get to like put out his hand and get Thor's weapons now and and swing them with ease and throw them and they come back to him. It was bizarre to me. Well, that was – but that was a nod to the comics because there were different people at different times could do it. Like Captain America in the comics um, couldn't always wield Mjolnir, but there there were times where he was able to pick it up and wield it and use it well, in different occasions. The comics was occasions. always like, like according to virtue, you know? Yeah. And, but that – and in like uh, – the Hulk. Oh, so you asked me my favorite. I'll tell you what my favorite moment actually was. It's funny because it's a moment that he said he would leave the theater. <laughs> it was like when Hulk. They when they introduced you had Professor Hulk, which I loved the, yeah. that in the comics because that's who he was when Infinity War happened. It was both merged together, and I thought the special effects were pretty decent yeah. for making Ruffalo the Hulk. So not that that lunch scene, but having him Professor Hulk was to me the like geek mo- moment for me. And, you know, when he puts on the Infinity Gauntlet, he goes, oh, I feel like I was made to do this. Right. To me, that was the stuff that was like the little 12-year-old me coming out and being like, yes, I love this. So I loved everything that they really did with the Hulk, except for where they just sort of pretend that he never had a relationship with Natasha. That right. was a little weird with like a few I made him sad. Lines. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was sad, but it, I felt like they could have brought that to the foreground a little bit. But it felt like maybe one of those things they tried and like, I don't know if the fans like that. Let's just have a few <laughs> passing nods to it. It was um, like when Joey and Phoebe dated for a minute or so. If that happened. Right. Um, she, right. Makes a, she makes a, <laughs> a, a mention of it. That's exactly the way they treated it. I mean, I thought it was fine when they did it. In the, it was the best part of probably Avengers whatever part two was, cash-in or whatever it was called. And <laughs> the uh, – but Age of Mula. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Um, but, but – Yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say with with the Hulk, one thing that occurred to me was they they did they did make it make sense that they had to like have this transforming glove that got big enough for his enormous hand. <laughs> but if like Vision had been around or someone small like normal human size who could put it on, uh, that would have been a complicating factor for Thanos later on, uh, on account of he could have grabbed the 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 glove and they would have still had time while he's like, crap, what do I do with this tiny glove? He just put it on his pinky and then like (laughs) smack it against the wall. (laughs) 
snap it like a matchstick. <laughs> you find ways. Oh, man. That's when you stick it on a henchman and hold them up and then snap it. <laughs> like one of those glow sticks. See if they get all the... <laughs> You know what I thought was a great moment too, you guys. Um, the uh, well, two two things I got to share. One is the uh, moment that the fight with Captain Marvel was intense. Oh and yeah! It looked like she was about to best him until he pulls the power stone off with his other hand and punches yes. her. Yeah, which was so cool. But uh, the the like really cheesy, like uh, just blatantly. I know what you're gonna uh, say. <laughs> service moment when. <laughs> When they're like, how are you going to get through all that? And, and Valkyrie's like, she's got help. And it just so happens that every female <laughs> right. who's a hero here has broken away from what she was doing before and is going to be like point guard as we go across. And I was like, what? Including Mantis, who did absolutely nothing after they just showed her in the montage of female characters. <laughs> she made a right comment, right? Yeah. And, that's, and that was her. But, like, I, I groaned. And like the, we went with another couple, and and I got in like huge trouble. Like what? what? I'm like this, this just so corny. Who brought so, the wet blanket? Yeah. But, but I mean, come on, the whole the whole thing where you have, uh, they've really established it where the the female hero is just as big a a threat to the enemy as the male hero. They don't need to make the you know the little girl power moment. I feel like that's kind of condescending and patronizing. But then again, I'm not a woman, so maybe yeah, I, maybe I didn't, I didn't think so. We've had we've had like 20 movies of male strutting in slow motion these superhero scenes in these movies, and and if we're being totally honest, that scene like is totally cheesy. I agree, but again, we are in comic book territory. I don't mean that reductively, but. If in the 19, in 1995 or whatever, if that was in a panel, you know, uh, of the of the Infinity War comic, the comics would have done something like that, and we wouldn't have balked at it. Like it gives me a, a chance to have the whole, you know, full art panel of all the female characters come, and you're like, that, logistically, why would they do that? Like, why would they stop fighting to have this moment? Um, but you know, I do, and I do think yeah, it's cheesy. But if you are looking at from perspective of a young girl who's watching this as a movie, and a lot of this was based around what emotional reactions we're going to result- get from the audience. I can guarantee my That's daughter will love that scene. And I'm okay with that because the scene with Thanos pulls the, you know, you, you totally grab him the glove. Those are made for the geeks. They're trying to think, oh, what's the geeks, you know, what's going to mm-hmm. go nuts about? And the, to me, what I enjoyed was there was enough character-driven stuff. I actually loved the way the movie opened with Hawkeye and his family. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of that character, but that felt like a realistic, let's couch this in reality moment and then that whole battle like you know you were talking about when they all come out of the portal well i wasn't i actually love that moment you know here you hear sam's voice and he says oh on your left and then they all walk out yeah it's big it's silly the logistics of the entire battle make no sense anyway mm-hmm. like it was a, it was a good goosebumps moment yeah I'm not, yeah i'm not and, arguing against that i and it, it's okay to have a few of those unearned moments in a comic book movie i felt like it was this one, in many ways, was the last half of it was basically a patchwork of those. Either, either something that doesn't fully make sense is making you want to cry, or something that f- doesn't fully make sense is making you want to to cheer. And like you gotta you gotta dole those out uh, conservatively because you only have so many. I mean, people will suspend disbelief with a comic book movie and and just roll with it until they're like, hold on a minute, this is starting. You know, the the scaffolding here isn't holding it up. So Here's that guy person. that goes to the Chinese buffet and wonders, why do I have to have six varieties of fried chicken doused in sauce? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, seven varieties of chicken doused in sauce. 
that's not chicken, buddy. Meow. <laughs> 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 but, but here's a question for you guys, and maybe you can answer because you knew I didn't. I don't know anything about Thor. I only know, only thing I know about Thor is occasionally he would be in Captain America comics, and I had an actual <laughs> main subscription to that in the '90s. So I didn't know about the Captain America picking up, you know, the the hammer and stuff. But uh, where in the world did Valkyrie get that flying horse? I didn't see that get loaded on the ship when they left Asgard, yeah. and like she wasn't being brought back from the beyond; she was already here. So where'd that come from? It was snapped back to life. I don't. I have no one, idea where that horse came from. <laughs> it's a flying horse. <laughs> and it went a lot of it. I don't know if you guys felt this way, but it went so fast. Even like at the end when they like panned over all the heroes, mm-hmm. I was like, "Dude, slow down!" Like I, it was so much on screen at once. Sometimes I couldn't really like process. Well, and you, there you don't have the benefit of when you had that comic issue back in the day. You could look at it, get the story, read to the end, and then you come back and you just lay that thing out and look at it. And, you know, it might have been even a full art poster you could have torn out of the book and put on your wall. There's that's that's for the Blu-ray. <laughs> right. right. Uh, yeah, I um, I agree with you, Zach. There were definitely moments that I was looking at some of those things, wishing um, wishing that they would take more time to focus in on on even groups of people like going back to um to infinity war like that that huge fight scene that they have in wakanda um which which you know arguably i mean that that pales in comparison to this one but they i felt like they did a better job at like focusing in on certain groups fighting and they actually took the time to let you enjoy some of those pieces and some of those moments where i felt like it was all right Guys, we've got 30 minutes here, so we're just going to cram it all in. We're going to just jump from one to the other as fast as we can, and we're going to show as many as we can um, before we have to wrap this thing up. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I'm with you on that where I feel like I I wish that they had – let's say like not even shortened the length of the movie, but there were, I felt like there were a couple things that could have shortened or lengthened or left out for the sake of expanding that. And and to me, I would have liked to have seen that because I did remember thinking, man, this is moving way too fast. And I wanted to enjoy what was going on a little bit more. I wanted I wanted to see a little bit more. I wanted to have more of those interactions with the characters, you know, like when Thor comes in in Infinity War and he's fighting next to um, Captain America and they have the whole exchange about the hair and the beard. You know, I wanted a little bit more of some of those moments to have come out um, in in this in this scene. I think what's happening there is similarly to even like when you look at like you know, the Lord of the Rings, like Return of the King to get to that last big battle, and you see very little of it because they realize we've already given you like three mm. <laughs> giant battles. You know, you've already watched how many more battles can you watch? And I it might have been for risk of repeating themselves. I'll be honest, like they could have done the whole introductions, everyone come in and they could just cut cut to fighting Thanos. I've seen so much of people. And this is the difference. Like I've seen so many uh, uh, comic book movies end with people punching each other. They Mm -hmm. all end with people punching each other. It's all in how you do it. Um, Which is, I appreciate, you know, some of the stuff they did in Shazam. I was like, Oh, I'm interested in these people Mm -hmm. punching each other here. I was, you know, how many CG armies can you see running each other and start fighting? I know what you're talking about, breaking out the little moments, but we did a decent amount of that in Infinity War Part 1. That's like, I, to me, I was more interested in watching them do the time heist stuff mm-hmm. than the big battle at the end. It was cool to see those juxtapositions and those sort of still-frame big comic book moments. 
but I wasn't that interested in seeing exactly, you know, how many more of these giant locust identical things they can kill, you know. <laughs> and then where did Thanos get his second army from? I mean, uh, they've been wiped out. Were they snapped back? Because, you know, this is the – I guess he brought them through the portal, right? Is that where they all came from the past? Wait, when were they wiped out? Well, where, do they come the, – the whales and everything were pretty much destroyed, weren't they, at the end of uh, – in, in 2012 at the Battle of New York? Unless those are, oh, yeah. are pre twenty twelve, and then the locusts were destroyed. No, no, it's twenty fourteen. Is when that that Thanos came from. Yeah, yeah, right. So his whale army was destroyed, right? Unless he just has a giant planet of these things that he's bre. I mean, it just seemed like his that's army. That's his hobby. Is, yeah, yeah, that's his hobby. I, you know, in addition to world snapper, I'm also a uh, an avid whale beast breeder. Whale, right? A whale worm breeder. Uh. Yeah, and I agree. I don't know where that came from, but he clearly had a different army because we saw that in Infinity War with, um, you know, those right. new four armed creatures. Again, that you talk came out. about the uh, like the how everything's very convenient. It's like his whole mm-hmm. army just rolls up right now. It's like, mm-hmm. and then plot wise, when you start messing with time, it's like, wait, that makes no sense at all. It's like. <laughs> because everything has to happen the moment the characters are aware of it, not when it actually would have happened. You know? mm. So, well, let me ask you guys a question. So, with all the little, because you can sit here and we could, you know, nitpick the not nitpick, but we could mm. talk about these individual moments, and it's clearly what they want you to walk away from. How did you feel though that it wrapped up as a story? I do agree. Maybe it was a little clunky here or there. Do you think that the direction they went was a good direction? For me, I felt it was because it gave me some time to spend more with those characters and. Yeah, there was a lot of time where we were just with them. They weren't really doing anything. There's a whole lot of conversations in this movie, more mm-hmm. than you would expect from a movie that's this big. And I'm uh, surprised that the audience did go with it, you know, mm-hmm. for the most part, I felt like, except for that guy rolling his eyes, you know. But uh, <laughs> That was me. But it seemed like it wasn't that people seemed to be getting restless during most of it. That's why I kind of was likening to like a Star Trek movie where, you mm-hmm. know, it's like due to the budget – Spock and Kirk talk more about what they're going to do when they go back in time than actually seeing what we do when we go back in time. And so there was a decent amount of that, but I felt like that might have been the part that they actually earned from all these other movies is we're going to give you some latitude. And I liked this approach as opposed to watching them kind of go on another world gallivanting trip where they try to put all these pieces together. I Mm -hmm. felt a little bit more connected to Tony Stark by the end of this. And some of the small moments, like even John Favreau, like that moment when he's sitting with the daughter Mm – and he, you hear his voice catch a little when she says cheeseburgers. I thought that was a little bit nicer, subtler sort of mm-hmm. moment that worked for me than some of the other callbacks. It was like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. him taking him to the airport right before right. he reveals he's Iron Man. And that makes sense that he's, I'll buy you all the cheeseburgers you want. To me, that worked and felt earned. Yeah. It didn't feel cheesy to me. And there were some that was just like, really, you're going to do this? Right. Yeah. Um, I, In terms of a, a good resolve to the to this 22 movie series i enjoyed it and that's why i think it was it was good and i acknowledge that some of the the choices that i wanted to see were more personal um i see tony stark for me um isn't one of my favorites um and he's never been one of my favorites and so you know his 
his kind of sacrifice and death scene to me was inevitable and coming. And I would have, I, honestly, I would have been disappointed if it didn't come. I mean, I think everybody <clears throat> expected that. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I didn't, I didn't expect black widow personally, right. mostly because of and, the movie. And but. I think that was, that was a little bit more um, shock. And I thought they played that out well, you know, and it showed a stark contrast between them uh, trying to get the the Stark, haha. Them trying to get the Soul Stone and Thanos trying to get the Soul Stone. They're willing to sacrifice themselves in order to make this come about. They're you know they're the true heroes in the story, and so I enjoyed that. And 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 I was guessing and wondering which one was going to finally make that sacrifice. So you find yeah. yourself in your head saying Hawkeye is expendable. He's right. Right. <laughs> No, no, no. It was the other way around. I'm like, I don't care about her. I want I want to see a whole movie of Hawkeye hunting like the Yakuza. That was awesome. Oh, man. <laughs> World Galavanti. Absolutely opposite of you, Nathan. Um, I thought that, A, Iron Man is, is I mean, he's tied with Captain America in the cinematic universe is my favorite. Uh, he's awesome. And I, I could have taken about eight more Iron Man movies and about – 12 more Captain America movies. So I was going to be bumped however they ended it. And I wasn't going to be totally satisfied. How we, the fact that they were ending it was kind mm. of like, yeah. to me, the, the, the deal breaker uh, for me loving this movie. Uh, but I think they did a great job. I agree with like the, the, it was, it was subtle, you know, when he's like on American cheeseburger and I'm blah, 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 like, like these little things with happy. That was and, like, to me, the more moving, if there was ever a moment where I was like going to get choked up, it was in that. It wasn't like all the big death scenes. It was like, oh man, you know, um, I thought they, what did you think, um, Zach about, I thought that they gave Tony Stark particularly some really good stuff in this movie it, compared to some of the sequels, I, the Iron Man sequels to me were the ones I was kind of bummed about. I, I could have watched more of Iron Man, but I felt like the sequels were just like pacing time until you got to Infinity War, you know, like two and three were not great movies to me. Uh, June, Downey Jr. was fine in them. And then he's just like, he's he's just a whole layer of snark on the Avenger movies. So I felt this was one where they actually gave him his due a little bit. And I thought his death scene was good. Uh, I yeah. actually liked when... You know, you have Pepper say to him, you know, there's a ton of things she could have said. She could have done the cheesy, you know, I love it. She says, you know, we're going to be okay. You can rest now, which was his entire story arc. Everything he does mm -hmm. in the movie universe is he sees this thing coming. He can't stop. He's had vision. He actually does have visions mm -hmm. of, of them all laying dead. And these the whales are circling around. And he, he says, I saw it. He did see it. And everything he's done has led to this moment. So then telling him, you know, you did it. You, you can kind of like rest. I thought was effective. And he had to make up for that Ultron thing. I mean, like yeah. character-wise, uh, mm -hmm. to to actually sacrifice himself. The actually the moment that got me the most was uh, "I love you 3000. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That always yeah. bugs me. You know, as parents, we're like, <laughs> we're you, you if you if you you're cheating if you like hardwire or or like uh, hack into my my parental like uh, emotional center and and you know think yeah. <laughs> He's never going to see his daughter again, and he's saying this. Oh, come on, man! That's not fair. <laughs> but I think I, you know, I do feel like it was kind of earned that we got this. You know, like to the extent it can be. Anytime you're going to trot out the kid, you're right. Like, and and there were probably more egregious examples of it elsewhere. But I felt like you know they give him his funeral moment. You can have it. It was better than all the hobbits hugging and dancing on the bed at the end of Return of the King. <laughs> <laughs> where they it was. All... It was... 
less uh, homoerotic anyway. Having, <laughs> having Ian McKellen slow pan walk in and smile as like Legolas is tossing his hair. I was like, is this a, a conditioner commercial? But... Well, have you ever looked at the, the extra on the, the like ninth disc, the secret ninth disc? of you know, <laughs> The one that's buried in. You have to tear the box that actually physically open with your bare hands to reveal it. No, I mean, it was... Throw it in the, the fire. They needed a whole movie, I thought, to give Tony the, like, parental, like, to shift yeah. his character slightly mm-hmm. and show his, everything about his worldview and his values changing. They did it as well as they could have in one movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to see them introduce, you know, even if they would have done a little bit of it here and there in Homecoming, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because there was a lot of uh, yeah. Iron Man. They showed him, you know, at a party in Dubai or something, you know, right. promoting into his suit. What if they instead would have showed him, you know, with his... To, toddler at, at yeah. the park or something. Although she was born, never mind. She was, she was born she after. She was born but after. I, yeah. But, but, those but narratively, years. they could have introduced her earlier. But I think that's something uh, where you, I felt, I was a little curious about, I did want to see what happened in those five years. Not everything, but for example, Hawk sitting there, he's now merged personalities. How did you come to all of that? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I'd actually be kind of interested in knowing how all that happened. Or where and and emotionally how it happened i don't need to see him testing the gamma you know what i mean but like uh and how does tony stark come from atrophied nutcase when he comes back from that which Mm -hmm. i even like that interaction with he and nebula on the ship and Mm -hmm. like those were some nice little moments that they just had there and then we move on from them but he comes back and i thought he's screaming at cap about yeah well that's what i said a suit around the world and it's like did you forget about captain america civil war where he went the opposite direction right. wanted full government sanctioning which of these you know which of your stances right. are you are you uh are canon here now right. yeah yeah no and <clears throat> again as you guys keep saying like these i i think that's what made the the movie really work is like you have you have these moments you have these scenes that are you know moving and progressing toward this you know i mean zach you talked about you know wanting to see more movies and i agree i mean honestly iron man again is not one of my favorites i i agree with you with captain stop america stop saying it you're embarrassing yourself <laughs> i could have i could have taken so many more captain america movies i love um i loved his character in each of his movies i felt like they did more um, and, and they grew his his individual character more and more and more, and that's what I loved about it. I just I just didn't feel like they did that with Iron Man throughout his story arcs do, do in these movies. Do you think Captain America and I, and I could be off base here? I think in the comics, yes. But and Zach, what do you think? I don't I I didn't really feel that Captain America did change that much across the movies. I mean, he did feel pretty static. He's always there. There are things he's learned, and you see him sort of processing it. But it's almost like he's 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 always steady in this certain way now it could be viewed as a positive or as a negative and you know civil wars i wish they had dealt with that dichotomy more where some of the stuff cap is saying is like oh the safest hands are our own well that sounds fine coming from captain america but it's kind of what the villain would say in a different movie you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i I don't know i don't i feel like tony stark he did have that whole arc from being a guy who cared about almost you know just himself and nothing else and and he but when he even in the first iron man one of the things that made it work was his earnestness to be different, you know, from those first moments when he realizes his name's on the weapons that are over here blowing people up. And he, mm-hmm. he yeah. when he flies in to save that village that first time, it's so impacting because he really does want to be a better man, even when he's not able to get there. And I just Captain America didn't. Where else does he really go? I'm not trying to slag on him. He, mm-hmm. He's fun. But I, 
the I story. I think they answer it with the very end, right? Like yeah. um, he becomes he, Clint Eastwood. He's <laughs> <laughs> shouting at an empty chair, Mr. Yeah. Obama. Yeah, no, right? Yeah. But like in in Civil War, he says, "I can't see something happening and not yeah. act." Basically, right? And then what does he have to do if he goes back to what the the early fifties or sometime? He's with like like Wonder Woman, like under the surface, knowing he can help with uh, you know Vietnam and uh, you know any number of natural disasters and international threats, and instead he just stays home and uh, I guess he cooks while she's out doing shield stuff. Uh, and, yeah. and, and, and there you go. That's my point. It's like that's almost a betrayal of his character in a way. Bringing it doesn't bring his arc complete. I'm like, wait, what? Hey, if you want to know what Turk thought, he says this. I'm going to spoil it for you. You have never seen anything like Avengers Endgame, and it's unlikely there will ever be another movie like it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in a way, I, and I think that could be. Now, the question is, is that a positive or a negative? I could say it about Batman versus Superman. <laughs> I could say that about Steel with, uh, with uh, Shaquille O'Neal. It's unlikely they'll get the funding for another one with Shaq anyway. <laughs> You'll never see it's like again. Super Mario Brothers, the movie. <laughs> He made the pest after that. That's kind of like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, let so can we – I don't know if we have a time. I don't know if we're just an hour over or not. I've lost all concept of time. We're at an hour now, so I, if we I want to go like a few more minutes Scott with it. Scott Lang in the uh, you know quantum realm. But the – so to go back to the whole uh, Soul Stones, right, and mm -hmm. Black Widow, and so is Black Widow. Does that mean Black Widow's movie is a prequel? It probably does, but yeah. Do you remember in the comics, Zach, the nature of the Soul Stone? I don't know. So in the the, the people who died to power that transaction, because if you notice, like the other stones are sort of like, oh, we we got them and we're good, and the Soul Stone seems to have some sort of sentience to it because mm -hmm. it. It is imprisoning Red Skull there. He's sort of being mm -hmm. punished, but who's punishing him? What what force behind it is doing this? And in the comics, there was a certain sentience to it. Adam Warlock would get it, and he would try to entice people to feed it souls. Those souls go into the Soul Stone and are retained inside. Mm. So the souls of those individuals are still within the Soul Stone. Uh, so I think, and so Gamora, there's a probably a good chance, right, Gamora's going to come back, but seems mm. to be that, you know, only Captain America is the one that can jump in and out of the timelines. Everyone else has to stay put. Right. So we're not going to grab Gamora out of the timeline. But you saw at the very end, there's there's Quill searching for her. You right. know, which I think is saying Guardians Three is the search for Spock. You know, right. uh, essentially <laughs> with Fat Thor. <laughs> with Fat Thor. Uh, gosh, I will say I did not really care for that. Like they've done that banter back and forth. Who's the captain? But it went on for so long, and it just like. In all these cathartic moments, and and it was funny for a few minutes. But I was like, oh man, if that's what Guardians Three is going to be like, <laughs> can we just kill him and bring Zon uh, not, what? Who's it? Uh, Yondu back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so there is. A, I think there's a potential to bring both Black Widow and Gamora. now whether you should do that or not. I mean, remember everyone thought Coulson was dead. And like, nope, he needs a TV show. Right. So I think there is comic precedent. Uh, for bringing them back, their souls are inside the Soul Stone. So mm -hmm. if someone decides to go that, I'm I'm done seeing the Infinity Stones. So <laughs> we don't really need to see them again. Right. But if they bring Gamora back, I'm sure there's a way to bring Black Widow back. Yeah. Well, and and I mean, like Gamora seems to have kind of popped over five years, and it's pre, you know, it's it's the other Gamora that's still around. He can he can win her back. 
But right, he does, can. He can. Where does she go? Does she go back to I don't her know. time? It's clear that that she doesn't, or Nebula would just like cease to exist because she killed herself. And the right. whole timeline was messed up. But but she's but the I, Nebula from here, so she's already. I see. It's just nah. Well, but according to <laughs> according to Time Cop, if you kill your past self, then your future self dies. You lost me at according to Time Cop. <laughs> Dude, that's when you that's when you really had me. <laughs> Time Cop. I, I think though, with uh, with the movie, the Black Widow movie, if they're going to try and do, and this is what I thought all along, they should have done a, a origin or true origin story for her from from KGB spy to you know how she kind of. Uh, meets up with Clint and and but all, at this point, I mean, you would need far more intensive CGI anti aging. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see well, that. What's happened to her? Did you guys see that Will Smith trailer before? Oh, um, did it air in your theater? Was that Gemini, Gemini Man? Man? Yeah, with a young oh. CGI Will Smith. Yeah. <laughs> so it looks like Looper. Like if I had to think of a movie, it looks like it kind of looks like Looper. Will Smith is, and it's got like. It's Ang Lee, but it looks like it was directed by John Woo. There's like yeah. guys on motorcycles riding through flocks of doves. I was like, did I forget which Asian director puts doves in his movie? <laughs> and like, there's these scenes of Will Smith. He is, they de-aged him to look like men in the original Men in Black era Will Smith, yeah. but it does not look like right I was going to say, all. I think even further, He's, I think it looks like Fresh Prince Will Smith. Yeah, that's probably, well, there weren't that many years between Fresh Prince yeah, that's and the true. original Men in Black. We, does uh, he mouth the, the lines, everyone else's lines while they're speaking? Well, but his ears look like they're floating CGI because, you know, he's got those big ears. So it's like they've got him floating like Dumbo on the side of his head. Like, that looks so weird. And he and then they've got the modern, like the current right. day Will Smith, who looks like he's trying to look like Anthony Mackie. I'm like, right. what is this movie and why was it made? I already have the one with Jet Li. Why do I need this? Right. <laughs> yeah. If you get a chance, Zach, check out that trailer. It is. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. <laughs> It's like a CGI tear coming down the CGI Will Faith's eye. And every 10 minutes, they have to remind from the visionary Academy Award winning director, Ang Lee. Right. And you're like, yeah. Who made the best Hulk movie ever? <laughs> right. You wouldn't like me when I'm Ang Lee. But, uh. <laughs> Sorry. Uh... Um. <laughs> Yeah, where was Nick Nolte? There were there were things that was such a weird. So when any any when you guys are sitting here nitpicking Endgame, think back to what comic book movies were in two thousand and three, and we thought that was good. We were happy. I was unhappy. Well, that's it. The Hawk Hawk was so weird. What a weird yeah. weird movie. There were things, but it's so weird because you compare that to the one that they did when Iron Man came out with. Yeah. Uh, Ed Norton. Like people yeah. could maybe say, oh, I'd like that one better. But then you go back, there was actually more sustained Hulk action in that first Hulk movie. It's like they made a demo reel where he's fighting in the desert. This is a Hulk movie. And they're like, we're sold. And then we're going to have five scenes of him staring at the desert and jellyfish. Yeah. <laughs> contemplating his dad. <laughs> That's what the movie is. Nick right. Nolte doing some weird stage play at the very end. <laughs> one man stage play. Got to tell you guys, I've never mm -hmm. seen. It's the one MCU movie I've never seen and have no interest in. That is the one? Ang Lee Hawk. No, the oh. uh, the Hulk movie. Oh, with, really? With Tyler and Ed Norton. Oh yeah, and see, I actually preferred the Ang Lee Hawk only because the scenes with the Hulk were at least interesting. The that one feels so generic to me. The one with uh, Ed Norton, it's just mm. it, it just kind of sits there. And I love the Hulk. I don't know why, because it's not like a super complex character. But mm. as a kid, that was the one I, I always like kind of gravitated towards. 
Yeah, it was like the Gray Hulk. Remember the Gray yes. Hulk? Oh Gray yeah. Hulk. And there were, and and then so there was the Green Smash Smash Hawk. Right. There was Gray Hawk, and then the merger of those three personalities resulted in Professor Hawk. And the, and the way he was presented in this movie was kind of a throwback to Gray Hawk. I felt like you know a little bit. Yeah. We're all still just sitting here contemplating stuff. We're like, we don't want it to end. What happened? (laughs) He's snapped. We're no longer here. This is just an empty studio. (laughs) Let let me just, yeah, we all disappeared in in Ash. Let me me tell you what came up this morning when I I was checking my my, uh, Facebook, and then I'm out. It was uh, a little, like, video clip gif thing. I say gif, not jif, because that's the right way. And uh, it just said (laughs) peanut butter. It said binging all MCU films before Avengers Endgame because <laughs> a lot of people did uh, yeah. to catch up. That's and the it shows, territory. It shows uh, <laughs> like the Tim Roth character running down the street to fight the Hulk. Oh, yeah. It shows uh, what's his name uh, uh, as Whiplash. Oh, um, yeah. oh man! <laughs> it shows this super boring like Hulk or, or a Thor movie where he's summoning fire, and then it flips to the scene in Clockwork Orange. Where he's they've got screaming. his eyes like yeah. held open. <laughs> that's exactly yeah. That's exactly right. Uh, that's a all right, guys. This has been a fun debrief, which was nearly a third as long as the movie itself. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, guys. This was great. Enjoyed it uh, tremendously. Um, for those of you who are uh, listening to this, um, you know, love for you to hit us up privately on message and give us your thoughts and opinions on it. Uh, maybe we can kind of do a follow up once uh, once we had, a, you know, everybody see it and just uh, kind of talk about some of the, the questions or thoughts that um, our listeners had on it. So um, until next time, gentlemen, we just rock the Casbah. These go to 11.